Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the SBS Cycling Podcast. Uh, and with me is the Grandissimo. Dave McKenzie, how are you? <laughs> Grandissimo. I like. I do like that. Thank you. I don't um, know how high, uh, how much further can I go no, with this. No, I know, and I'm worried because to me, I've peaked already, and it's, it's we're only second month into the year. I know. So I it's know. all downhill now. So, uh, but we got someone magnificent with us we today. Have. Is La Grandissima uh, Sara Gigante. How are you? Oh, great. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Do you like my uh, Italian? I do. <laughs> Very nice. It's We've already had French and Italian. Exactly. It says BS after all. Uh, we are so pleased to have you in person in our studios here in Melbourne. Uh, how are you? How, how was this last month for you? Yeah, it's been a wonderful start to the year. I'm really happy with how it's going and I'm so excited for what's to come. Was it um, TDU was, you know, brilliant, I think. I think we can all agree that, and yep. your performance here at the end was on Malunga was amazing. Let's go back for two weeks, the Nationals, and I think back to, and you were right there, Christoph. I was yeah, right there when uh, the I, I heard you going, it's not shifting, yeah. it's not shifting. And so <clears throat> Nationals didn't go, obviously, the way you want it. You want to win, don't you? It's someone of your ability. How did you sort of psychologically move on from that because you had to move on fairly quickly I guess didn't you in your head and go okay next goal because that one's done it didn't work out and especially the TT TT, because you had to do it on your your road bike just take us through that thought process of that sort of I suppose immediately aftermath and then you know the next week how you went okay now I'm on the plane to Adelaide and ready to race. Yeah, it was so hard um, trying to refocus after the time trial because I think in my whole life I've never focused so specifically on one race, one event, and trained for it so hard. And then obviously it's such a shock when you get a mechanical like that. It's very rare. So, yeah, that was so hard. I think I got about five, ten minutes sleep that night. I just, after the after the time really? trial, I just could not sleep. It was just going over and over my head all the what, what happened exactly? Because we were debating, uh, is it a connection problem? Is it a, a shifter problem? Did, did you go down to the, the actual problem that it was? Actually, I just got back from Adelaide last week and then I looked at the bike and I haven't been on it yet. So I'm going to the bike shop this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, which bike shop might that be? We'll just get their number. But in terms of the mindset, just quickly... Uh, you said you didn't have much sleep that night, um, but of course you had the road race coming up. And did that? Ch- did you change your focus straight away? Did you know? And how were you on the bike? Were you on the at the time of the time trial? Did you? Was it hard to stay focused on uh, what yeah. you had to do, or were you fuming inside like we can imagine those little gifs? You know, people I going. I just felt <laughs> like it was a nightmare while I was doing it. I was trying really hard. I actually went out of the gates like full gas. I looked at the segment. I didn't look too much because I was too upset, but. I did see I got like a PB and fastest time of the day by quite a bit, just from the start to like (laughs) the end of Gear Avenue. Yeah, I just like shot out full gas. I had no power meter or no heart rate data because when I um, swapped bikes, it was very last minute. So yeah, I just went out there. By the end, I was kind of creeping, but I was trying my best the whole way. Um, But then I went for it. I was meant to do like a 10-minute cool-down. I went for like an hour and a half, I think. I just could not believe what happened. And it was funny. Um, Say with the next day, I did a long uh, coffee ride with my coach, Dylan Lindsay. And it's funny because cycling, it, I felt like it had broken my heart, but it also mended it very quickly. Yeah. It, so I never go on coffee rides, but Dylan and 
our friend Eloise, we went and had like a two-hour coffee stop. So I think that was good. And then it was time for the road race. And is is I don't really know Dylan Lindsay. Is he is your coach? Mm-hmm. Is he a mentor as well? Yeah, so for sure. Is that yeah. you know that you talk about the two-hour coffee ride? <laughs> was he saying to you, listen, that's just a one small little incident in in your career and your season. Move on from it. How how did he sort of? Help? It was hard because it was his goal as well. Yeah. Like it was our dream together to show that I was back, and he worked super hard as well. So we were both upset, but he was definitely. <laughs> were you consoling him? No, no, he was definitely like trying to stay positive for me. Yeah. But I think he was pretty sad as well. Yeah. Do you know what was nice from a, an outsider's point of view is that also. Uh, it's, and it symbolizes a lot of what you mean for the sport, I think. And I say this from the uh, bottom of my heart. But there's, there were other people from other teams trying to help you as well on that day. Yeah, it was so lovely. And we're not going to yeah. name them because I know I was there. And the guy was like, don't film me. I'm not supposed to do this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a particular mechanic. <laughs> exactly. But, but yeah. there were other people from other teams yeah, helping you. Yeah, multiple as well. And multiple, not just and, one. Yeah, like that was so nice. I, I was too stressed to say much at the time to them, but I made sure to... Mm-hmm. Um, message via, I didn't even know the mechanic, so yeah. message via the um, rider yeah. to say, please say, thank you very, very, very much. <laughs> so let's put this one behind us because that's not... Uh, yes. yeah. that's it makes not me the sad even <laughs> thinking well, about it well, now. We know, there's, we know there's some good to talk about. Yeah, exactly. That, we, so. we, we bring you down to bring you up. This is how we, <laughs> <laughs> we talk. <laughs> um, so overall... Uh, how do you write this month? Because you've done amazingly at uh, at a TDU. Did you go to TDU with a proper revenge, so to speak? You you said you wanted to prove your back, uh, so therefore TDU became your next target, your next way of proving your back. Yeah, actually, after the time trial, when that went so wrong, I thought that was my one good chance gone, and I remember I had so many nice people around me at the finish line, and they're like, "Oh, you can still." show your back, you've got the road race, you've got two down under. And I said, no, this was my one chance. Like, yeah, I, I was fit, but I just thought. Was that because it was in your control? Like yeah, time trials, as we know, you're more in control. The chance that the road race goes right. Yeah. And also I have no sprint and yeah. I haven't been racing in the bunch much, especially recently. So I thought this was the one chance I had and now it's ruined. And I, I like I didn't go to the other races thinking, Oh, I can't win. I have no chance. But I definitely thought, oh, there goes my mm-hmm. my shot. So that kind of made the victory even sweeter, and especially in my new team. Like I was racing at nationals for AG Insurance Sudal as well, but I was and Anya was there. But racing with the whole team um, in Adelaide was just incredible, and especially because we really needed every member came together to support me and I really needed that support then mm-hmm. the victory was just so sweet yeah so can you can you um take us what what was in your mind the the morning of the last stage did you go I'm gonna go for it and this is when I'm gonna make the impact did you plan anything did you feel good uh what, what happened on that last day that just saw you claiming the victory yeah on stage two um riders seemed to be feeling the hill was quite hard. And I remember thinking afterwards when I heard some people in the elevator, they were like, oh, that was so hard. And <laughs> like Grace had had to give the leadership to Cecily that day. So all was, this is data. Other people complaining is data for you. you go, yeah, uh-huh, I was like, okay. oh, <laughs> but I didn't think it was hard enough. <laughs> so that was a nice feeling. Although the bunch was still very big, so clearly a lot of people still felt really good. But I was like, oh, yeah, I felt that was pretty 
easy. Like, not the sprint, obviously, mm-hmm. or I would have won. <laughs> I got 10. So you've, it, it obviously gave your, gave your confidence. And then did, did the team, was the team backing you from stage one to, to win the race overall? Like, did they, and I'm not saying, I'm not, it's not a question whether or not they had belief in you. I'm mm. sure they did. But was it always like, yes, Sarah, we're, we're racing for you to win this race. Is that Was that the mindset from stage one? Or did it take a few days and this, this day, like you said, you then maybe said to them, well, actually, I was cruising, you know, and I heard there was a bunch of girls suffering. Tell, what was the, how did that come about? Like um, how, did, how, did the, how did the point come where the team said, we're backing you to win this? Actually, from the start, they were saying I, I was – like going for Sarah for GC, which was yeah. really incredible of them because I mm. literally just joined the team, haven't raced in like two years pretty much, three years. So I was really blown away by the belief straight away. But I don't think it was for the win initially. It was for the best GC result possible. Yeah. Um, but I really, with Savas was our director. He won Barry Bay. He's awesome DS. Savas Carnarvon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and he, of course. We sat down and I, it changed, I think, from here's a little PowerPoint each day. And I think initially it said best GC result possible. And then at the end it said podium GC. Um, <laughs> so that was cool. But he sat down and we were talking about where to go in Wollonga. And he was saying to go where Richie always goes. I think it's two-thirds of the way up. Yeah. And I said, no, I, I need to go from the bottom. I've done it before and I think I can do it again. And did he... As you say, he was he was a great pro yeah, himself. He completely he, believed. He, he said, "Okay, your call." Yeah, really, yeah, completely. Wow. I was also not sure how he'd take that because he's the expert. But no, he was mm-hmm. all in as soon as I said I wanted to go from the bottom. Then he changed the plan and was all in from the bottom. Wow. And, and that feeling of winning, uh, did you feel as a as a okay? You got the win. You won the TDU, but did that mean a bit much? To you? A bit more? Yeah, more than just a win. It was definitely felt like so many different emotions at once. It was gratitude to my team, my teammates for their selflessness all weekend. I just met most of them and they were so trusting in me. Even I was getting dropped in the crosswinds and they kept coming back for me. And yeah, so such lovely riders and such strong riders too. Um, Gratitude to the team itself and Natasha, the owner, for taking me on. Like, it was a bit of a risky signing for them. At least that's how I'd see it if I were them, a rider that hasn't raced much. So, yeah, it was just nice to say thank you to them for signing me. And then also for myself, I knew that I was strong in training, but that's, you know, training is training. I wanted to show to myself that I was back and also to the world, but mainly just it felt so nice to think, yeah, I'm back. Um, and then, and I'll, I'll try and keep my emotions in check because it was, it was really special. And we know how emotional you can yeah, be. Yeah, I know. I know, know I am because <laughs> I, I do. And on the stage when, oh, yeah. you know, I interviewed you and um, you, can I say it, you burst yeah. into tears and, and I, I was almost tearing up. But it's just, so I guess, the relief explained that 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 relief off your shoulders and I people understand fans understand and people on the exterior understand there is pressure for athletes and and but there's no more pressure than what you put on yourself is there mm. I guess yeah I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself not on purpose but 
coming into the summer. I've just been training the whole of last year, training, training, waiting for an opportunity to show that I was back. And I didn't really get one last year in Europe. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to come out so strong in the summer, try and win that Nationals time trial. I didn't win the Nationals time trial. I didn't win the Nationals race. <laughs> Bloody didn't. Nationals time trial. Uh, got 11th in both. So. <laughs> it's true. We, we said this. Oh, she's done 11th in both. He said yeah. it again. You're not going to believe it. She's come 11th in the road race too. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. So... Just to get a result, especially on home soil, I didn't realize how special that would be, but it made it like 10 billion times better. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I've never had so many ghost errors in my life. I, I will just say this, and you, you will not be aware of this. I've, I've been really lucky to commentate, what, the last six, seven mm-hmm. TDUs and pre-COVID. And one of my favorite moments is, has been Richie Port attacking in that last kilometre, because mm. he's done it five, six yeah. times in a row. To the and, point that you knew it was coming. Well, we all knew it was coming. You hoped it was coming from an Australian perspective. And when it would come, I loved being able to comp call that section. But I can tell you what else, the crowd would go. Mm. When you when you suddenly dropped Cecily Utrup Ludwig, <laughs> the roar was very close to that, very similar to the Richie Port one, and that gave me goosebumps. So... I'm, you, you're very humble, Sarah, and you, you'll brush this off, but I can tell you, and I'm, I'm, I guess it's a question as well, are you aware of the sort of groundswell of support of fans following you? And and there's hardcore fans and then there's just cycling fans in general, but there is. There's this real support for you because I think they, well, we all... We all yeah know potentially how far you can go. Are you aware of that? And, and I would add on this, sorry to, uh, they're not just all family. you got a very large family, but it's not yeah. just your uncles and aunties. <laughs> I do have a lot of uncles and aunties. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely felt it when I was in Adelaide. I never felt such amazing support before. I've had wonderful support around me, like my mum, my brother, my coach. Yeah. But yeah, in Adelaide, even the week after the women's stay, uh, a bit longer because we have a wild tour kiddos. So we're riding yep. around and um, lots of people come to Adelaide for like adult schoolies to go riding all week too. <laughs> and we'd just be riding, just my teammates and I, and then people would be coming the other way down the hill. I didn't know them. And they'd be like, yeah, go Sarah, well done Sarah. <laughs> like, it was so cool. And yeah, even in the Wollonga time trial of the next weekend on the Saturday, then so many people came up and said, well done. And the number of messages I got on Instagram saying you weren't the only one crying. Yeah. Like, that was so nice. It, yeah. it is. It is. And do you, you know, do you remind yourself to try and, you know, stay grounded and, and you know, because the more you win and you're going to, I'm going to say mm-hmm. that, you know, let's pump this up. But it, it becomes like, I'm talking, I talk about say women's cycling now and I say, the next five years is going to be the best because you're all so accessible. You're all to us as journalists and commentators. There's and still this inverted comma innocence in a sport which will go away because it's going to become bigger. It's going but to become more like yeah. the men's. And the yeah. men's are still great and the guys are great to interview and all that, but they're less accessible. Why is the press officers? But we can't. Yeah. The whole yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but yeah, do, is, so is it, you know, you, you, I, I suppose you yourself, you want to, you, you hope in five years' time you, you're still the same Sarah Gigante that we're talking to now, you know, if you're potentially chasing glory at Tour de France or whatever. Do you, do you 
sort of analyze that at all in your head or do you just soak it up like a sponge and um you know enjoy all the people cheering you on and what, what's that like what's it yeah definitely hope i'm <laughs> the same person yeah. in yeah. 5 10 15 20 years we're mm-hmm. all just normal people um but yeah I'm, I'm definitely very appreciative of all of the support and try to yeah make room to talk to the little kids and or aspiring riders i love that part mm-hmm. yeah it's very very important yeah. you talk a lot about um coming back being back how was this for you for the last few years you had few health issues and so on how are you now uh, uh you look healthy if i if i may say <laughs> uh but how, how are you clearly you're winning as well but how, how are you in terms of uh, that that spectrum yeah i'm completely fine or i wouldn't have been able to yeah. win yeah i feel great i've been fine for ages i just didn't get a chance to race so much last year so i hope this year i can have my first full season with lots of race days i haven't had so many in europe so i'm excited i head to europe just next week and i'll be there all the way till november or so so movistar let's let's go there shall we for a second uh you still had a year left didn't you on your on your contract yeah and it was you know the official line was mutual agreement I guess it's fair to say you you wanted to go. Um, how hard a decision was that to sort of make that call? And, you know, I presume you spoke to all the people closely around you, but how tough a call was it? And when you made that decision, did you have your team now, did you have that lined up or was it like, no, I'm, I'm leaving Movistar and what will be will be if I find a team, I find a team. Like take us through that process as much as you can. Yeah, it was a bit of a tricky time because I really, really liked the people in Movistar, the staff, the riders. They were all so supportive because, yeah, it has been a hard two years and they were always there for me. So it's not that I didn't love the team. It's just that I needed to change so that I could race more. And it was also better for them. I mean, they weren't really racing me much, so they weren't getting so much out of it either. So it was a mutual agreement, but, yeah, I did... I was the one that initiated it, and at the time, it wasn't certain where I'd go, so it was stressful. So it was a bit of a yeah, yeah leap of faith on in your in a part. way. But yeah. I I was confident in my agent, <laughs> Jamie Barlow, <laughs> who was awesome, uh, and. Yeah, leap yeah. of faith worked yeah. out. Yeah, and, and also, and, and we finish on movie star. you went there because Anamik van Vluten. Uh, you 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 liked and you wanted to be close to her, and sadly you were not able to, I guess, race much with her and and, and see her in a full glory inverted comma. Uh, how do you feel about this? The, yeah, is it definitely disappointing because. That was one of the big, big reasons where. I remember we talked about it on why you were signing to Movistar, yeah, and, and yeah, one of the drive true. was dynamic. I remember that podcast. I was yeah. recovering <laughs> from my broken leg in Girona. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was a shame. I only got to race with her twice, once each year that I was on Movistar. It was nice that I got to do Scandinavia with her last year because it was her last um, big tour and she won it. So that was really special. And. I have to say, she's really nice as a person as well. Like, she messaged me after the tour down under, like, well done, chica. I think she was just chica. <laughs> um, yeah, so I still, in a way, I got to learn a bit from her. But, yeah, it, that is a disappointment. But 
can't change it now. She's retired, so unless I can convince her to join AG Insurance. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and are you working on it? Yeah. I have Ashley Woolman Passio now, so yeah, take two. Yeah, that's that was going to lead me into my next sort of question. Um, two pronged, I guess. Um, so, how important was, and I guess I, I think obviously she is, Anya, in in your decision making, or and even in helping to orchestrate you to join. Uh, the team, and then obviously Ashley Mulman Passio touched. It'd be, I'd be nice for you to touch on her and what you sort of hope to, you know, learn from her, I guess, and and you know, be a be a side by side with her when the road goes up. Yeah, so Anya, I've been racing her since I was eleven, I think. In first, we raced at the Canberra Junior Tour each year, wow. the National Junior Track Series. It's so cool that. Now we're teammates, like to think we were just little kids on the under-13 podium. You got plenty Canberra. of photos to, to feed your yeah. Instagram at some point. <laughs> yeah, we do have a lot of photos. Um, it's just so cool that you, you look at how many kids even ride bikes still, like from if you pull up the results sheet. It's sad yeah. how many kids just drop out of the sport, let alone keep racing, like drop out of just riding the bike. So that's just one step to still like cycling, then to still be racing, to mm. be racing at high level, to be racing at the World Tour level on the same World Tour team is just incredible. And yeah, it's it's so nice like to go to Adelaide. I had her at Nationals. That was amazing. She got fourth in the time trail and put in a super, super selfless and strong ride in the road race for me. So that was really special. But then, yeah, to go to Adelaide, knowing she was my roommate too, which helped, but I already knew one person really well. So I didn't feel too nervous. I, I don't like, I'm definitely less shy than I used to be. I was a really, really shy kid. <laughs> Cycling helped with that, but it does help when you have like a best friend already there. And and no matter what, and the, the sports got easier in a sense for the Aussies, I suppose. You know, the world's got smaller with social media, et cetera. It's still good to have an Aussie, isn't yeah, it, on the team? For sure. Yeah, there, there's, there, because no matter what, whether we like to admit it or not, there's cultural differences, isn't there? So that must be a, a big sort of thing. I imagine you'll room with her a lot if you're racing similar races together. Yeah, I hope I do get to yeah. do a lot of races with her, but I think... She might be doing some of the more classics than I am. Mm-hmm. So really, yeah, yeah. Anya to Paru Bay. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope <laughs> she's she's pretty. She's pretty tiny too. I wouldn't have thought she's she'll bounce off the parvey, wouldn't she? <laughs> oh, she's pretty hardcore though. She's, the Tassie. Um, devil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you mentioned, well, let's talk about the new team. Uh, let's talk about the, the Wolfpack. What, what is this Wolfpack? Because you hear a lot about social media, but there seems to be a gel that is instant. It's, it's a culture inside the team. How were you taken by this? Yeah, I was really amazed and blown away, really, by how quickly the six and not the, just the six riders, also the staff. But out of the six riders we had in Adelaide, three of us were brand new to the team. Mm-hmm. The other two had gone to team camp at least in December. But I was meeting five, no, four people for the first time, four riders. And already after like one or two days, it's just straight away, like just like we've been teammates for a year already. And I, I remember maybe the second training ride. Actually, it was the first training ride. Um, because <laughs> the DS was like, shouldn't you have an easy day? You just did nationals. And I'm like, no, no, I feel fine. So <laughs> we went out for um, stage two recon and we finished the ride at 99 kilometers. We got back to the village and in my head, 
like obviously at home, obviously, because <laughs> I love Strava. Um, I'd like I wouldn't even think about it. I'd go around the block, go out and back. Oh, a bit do the extra until to... I got to a hundred. <laughs> but um, with my old team, I kind of got trained out of that because maybe I'd get laughed at or told off by the staff just jokingly. But still, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have said anything. But so I went in my head. I was like, oh, ninety nine k is okay. You can do it, Sarah. Put up with it. Stop the Garmin, and then. Just before I stopped the Garmin, then my teammate, my new teammate from Italy, she was like, oh, 99Ks, we better go around the block. And <laughs> I was like, yes, my people. Suddenly you had a friend. <laughs> no, we all went around the block. It was amazing. No way. I had to no go around way. like three times and there were traffic oh lights and everything. I was going to say, <laughs> and the there's Hilton. a load of traffic yeah. at that time of the year. Uh, there. So, yeah, that's when I was like, yeah, this went- is my team. <laughs> Love it. And I mean, I have my mandatory question of Ala Philippe, which is a by contract. I need, I need to talk. I'm, I'm, he's totally in love. You know, he's going to hand you now. As much as Christoph loves you, Sarah, he's using you to get to Ala Philippe. He realizes this year unfolds. Uh, how is he? He's <laughs> no, really, you, really you, nice. You, you've yeah. met him. You interacted with him, and 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 and. There is, I mean, there's part second part of my question about the the wolf pack. It's it's a men's wolf pack and a woman's wolf pack, but it's a wolf pack. Yeah, yeah, it's great. They had team camp was integrated. The men and women were together in December in Spain. And then, yeah, we saw them, obviously, at the Tour Down Under, but we also had a sponsored dinner. Sudal had an awesome dinner on the last night of the men's tour. And there was no media there. It was just really, just a really lovely person and, and so interested to hear about our race as well and really always saying congratulations and funny. So, yeah, I'd never met him before, but he's really nice. I know. <laughs> he's, a, he's a dude. I love him too, but when, you know, when you get hounded by this guy. I know, uh, I know. I know. No, he, is, he was, it, it was great to have him back, actually, wasn't it? At Teddy, yeah, 10 yeah, years yeah. after he, mm, he dated Absolutely. Him. Okay, let's, let's, you know, we've got all that out of the way. <laughs> You're on the plane in about a week's time. I want to know your race program. What's, What's coming up? What can we look forward to in the next few months, I guess? Yeah, so I have a little bit of a break now. I, well, <laughs> I was meant to have a break, but I did a nearly eight-hour ride on Sunday. Actually, yeah, <laughs> before we get to your program, I thought you might have ridden the Warnable. Yeah, I was very tempted to do the Warnie, but I, I also wanted to ride with my friends. And because I was so into the time trial training, I only got the time trial bike around two of bright time, so start of December. So I had one month to just go full gas. I rode it, yeah, 30 times, 60 hours in just over 30 days. So it was a lot of time trailing. I didn't have much time for bungees, and now I'm going away for a number of months. So I want to also throw in lots of bungees, and a really hard bunch ride was, and one I look forward to. I organized it, so I had to be there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Happened to be a 40-degree day as well, but we went out. I live in Richmond. Went out to King Lake, the hilly way via Nutfield, then down to Hillsville, um, up Donabuang to the top, and then we went down to cat- wait for the other people, and then we went to the top again. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait for the <laughs> Yeah, but then we had to go to the summit again because they ha- he hadn't done Donna, so I'm like, oh, well, my. you can't come all the way, like 90% of the way to the top and then not go to the top. So we went there twice. And, then and which way did you get to Donna? The dirty side. The oh, gravel side. oh no, okay. from, from um, Marysville, is that from right? Hillsville. Yeah, yeah Hillsville. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, I, yeah, I did it Road. recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then down to Warburton, took the rail trail to 
nearly down than up in Vaness Road in the Nongs, which yes. my friends also hadn't done. And they're like, what is this road? Like, uh, by, by now they're starting to really dislike you, I yeah. imagine. Yeah, well, that was, <laughs> dislike was probably at Donna. This was now hatred. Is... <laughs> and then we went home by the, the 1 in 20. It was a, a nice end to my deload week. But anyway, what was the question? Yes, program. <laughs> yes, so now on to schedule. Um, yeah, so I'll do the Ardennes again, which is cool. Oh, I'll start in Vinda, actually, in Italy. I've done that race twice. It's the most I've ever done a race in Europe. So that's nice to do a familiar one first, a world tour one day. And then, yeah, that's some Ardennes. So Liège. And Flesh. Flesh. Yep. Uh, take two, because last time I did Flesh, I broke all the bones and yes. I didn't get to do Liège. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's so. right. And are you are you pumped for, say, a race like Liège? Yeah, I am. I'm, I remember watching it from the Airbnb just a couple of days after my surgery, watching everyone go past. And oh, I was like, wow. oh, I really wish I could be there. So I'm excited. And I watched it the last two years just on TV. So mm-hmm. yeah. it would be really nice to do that. I mean, the loaded question was Tour de France. Yeah, is yeah, it yeah, already? Yeah. That, that was what he was yeah, saying to yeah. him too. <laughs> yeah, can we? Can we dream of and, and, seeing and, you and in Or when will you know either way, do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't know about the Tour de France yet. Um I will do a Grand Tour this year, though, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I've never done one before. And I didn't really look at the routes too much last year because when they came out, I was like, oh, I'm not going to get to do them. And now now I've changed teams. I'm like, oh, yep. these, these look cool. <laughs> well, well, Matt Keenan remo- uh, reminded me, uh, I think, during the comms on the weekend or we were chatting somewhere, uh, Alpe d'Huez, yep. finishes on Alpe d'Huez. Yep. I yeah. mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, whether that's... I do it or not, I think you'll definitely have to look out for AJ Insurance Sudal because Ashley Mormon Passio has an awesome chance. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely. remember racing her um, Alpe Zwift, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is meant to be like Alpe d'Huez. And she got first and I got second. She smashed us. <laughs> I remember. We need to close this podcast, but I wanted to finish on a, on a more generic question. Uh, let's come back to the, uh, to the people on the side of the road. I made a joke about your family, but how important are they? Because they're very large. Okay, mm-hmm. it's an Italian family. I get, I get it. Uh, there's some Dutch background. I think I understand as well. But uh, there's a love of cycling. They, it seems to all love cycling. But how important is it for you to have them by the side of the road? And therefore, do you miss them in Europe a little bit? Yeah, it was so incredible to see them at nationals on the hillside in the t-shirts. That was a complete surprise. Yeah, the Gosara t-shirts. Yeah, Gosara t-shirts. I hadn't seen them until the the race day so that was so nice um yeah and my auntie and uncle we always stay there for nationals not next year sadly mm, <laughs> yeah. to Perth. yes or maybe yes. actually i do have an uncle in perth on dad's side maybe i'll have to reach out <laughs> um but yeah the the family support is absolutely incredible and i, I will miss them a lot uh this year in europe but maybe my brother's getting married this year, so maybe I'll be able to see him. Yep. My mum will probably come over. Where's so. he getting? Can I ask where he's getting? Because he's in the states. Is that yeah? He's right? getting married in America and in Melbourne. Oh, having two two, two weddings, two bashes. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. You done? Oh, I think we're done. I could keep on going, Sarah, because it's. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure if we've had you in the studio before. No, never. So, but no, I think I'm done, no. and we're going to talk to you sometime during the year. Hopefully, you. I've got your you're number You're going to have a great year. <laughs> I've got your WhatsApp now, so it's, yeah, uh, it's bad yeah. news for you. No. I don't have Ella Philippe's WhatsApp, though, sorry. Uh, all right, that was my next question. Work on it. Work on it. No, no, 
good luck for a year ahead. We're going to watch you closely and you're going to have a great year. Thanks so much for having me on.